0: Well, bless God. All right, so bless God. Did we just change crowd in two minutes? Let me just clarify one point before we move on. God is not doing something. He knows exactly what he is doing. At times we cannot define it, but God is on the move God is changing. There is a momentum shift which is taking place in the hearts and lives of the people here in the Dream Center. So stop saying something and start to define what he's doing with you and what he's doing with us. Amen? And one thing I am so blessed about this morning, apart from the story from Zian Tembe and the delight there with Danielle that's going on, just remember one small thing. You're in, in the hands of the greatest cardiologist when you put your life in God's hands. Because all the way through Scripture, he's dealing with the issues of a failing, broken, cold heart and giving it full capacity. I can take a heart of stone and turn it into a heart of flesh. So whatever the issue is of your heart this morning, if you choose to meet him, he will meet you. Amen. I might not need a monitor for the next two days, for the 24 hours, for a week like my nephews just have. I can meet with him and he can deal with my heart. Amen. Also, oh, bless his name. I'm just in that kind of mode at the moment where you go, I do not want to undermine everything that has just gone before. Yeah. I do believe the word that I have for this morning and for the house fits fully in it, but I'm just getting my own pace of where we're at. i saying, Lord, we don't want to just push back what you've been saying this morning, but we want to build with it. Amen. Yeah. So as we set our hearts to come around the word, I trust, as pastors said, that each week it seems to be that there is not only just a momentum change, but you feel the water getting different. You know that God is starting to move towards us. We are starting to turn up with a different anticipation, expectation, and walk of faith that says, how do I build line upon line, precept upon precept, where is the next building block in my life for moving forward? Thank you for your underwhelming response. He's changing us, and he's changing this house. I would say to you, have a good look around, because in six months' time, it won't look like this. And I'm hoping in six months' time, my hope and prayer would be that you don't look the same in the next six months, as well as I. Amen? So let's start to come around the word. I cannot get away from Pastor Tony's statement that he made to us right on week 1. Press, push and press, push. God in his glory, in his grace and his mercy started to give us a word last week and the word he gave us was it's a time to adjust our steps as he reveals the marching orders from heaven, we have to move to the beat of a different drum. That we have to find ourselves in step to the rhythm of what the Holy Ghost is starting to do in our time in our day. And the people said, I was reminded of one thing as I started to put some notes down this week. And that was, if you remember, we covered it all in authentic, so we don't need to go over it again. When God starts to speak and I start to respond and say yes to him, I have already repented. Repentance wasn't necessarily, I was wrong, I'm living a life of sin, put it right. But when he speaks and I change direction... I'm moving to repentance. And that's why repentance is to be celebrated. It's not being beaten up that said, I had to repent this way. No, I heard the word of the Lord. I said no to me and yes to him. I moved to the beat of a different drum. Yes. And God's word to us last week was, In my grace and in my mercy, do not be like Akin who took what was forbidden into his tent believing that it would not be revealed for God said what you hold in secret I will bring into the light so you better bring it into the light before I bring it into the light that sounds like quite a hard word but in that being a hard word I thank God for his grace and mercy that he didn't just open the trap door and let me fall through He turned around and says, I give every single one of you an opportunity to change, an opportunity to embrace the word, an opportunity to come into the light. There is something that we lose and that is so many times our actions have consequences that are far bigger than us. horrible story, but I'll use it anyway because it makes a great point. Dan and the guy that he works with at work was off. So it was like, Dan says to the boss, where's Billy? I'll call him Billy. Protect the names. Where's Billy? Well, just coming to the office. In the office, he said, he just found out that his sister, her daughter, and his niece were all just killed in a car crash. They were wiped out. And then it comes back, they were hit by a drunk driver that destroyed those three lives. That action of that man having that drink has miles more consequences and a knock-on effect than his own life. The three lives he's destroyed. What about his own family when he goes to prison? His own kids? Everything that goes around, there is a domino effect to the actions that we have. I just think I can act and work in a certain way, and so what? That's called free choice. Our free choice will have a consequence. We don't see it today, but it'll be moved through, yes? So we're called to be pressing, pushing, and pursuing. Every life must have a testimony. I know we said it this morning, but what is your story? What is your song? There has to be a place where I can start to declare in a completely different way. If there is no life, there can be no light. If there is no light, there will never be life. In 1 John chapter 1 verses 5 to 7 it declares this. This is the message we have heard from him and we declare to you, God is light, in him there is no darkness. In him there is No darkness at all. If we claim to have fellowship with Him, yet walk in the darkness, we lie and we do not live in the truth. But if we walk in, in the light as He is in the light, we have fellowship with Him and with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, His Son, purifies me from all sin. Walk in the light as he is in the light, for there is no darkness in him. And if you continue to walk in the darkness, you have no fellowship with him. You lie and deceive yourself. What impacted me this week so much when I started to look at this. This is written so the historians would tell us somewhere around 60 years after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Here's John. John could turn around and say, "Guys, this is the early church. Let me tell you my CV. Let me tell you my testimony of what I have. I am John. I am the beloved. I'm the one who had my head on his chest when we was in that room upstairs." I am the one that was able to go to his trial because I was the friend of the high priest when Peter couldn't get in. I was the one who stood by the cross when he died. Who his last word to, son, this is your mother, mother, is this is your son. He gave his own mother the responsibility of saying, John, take care of my mother... Even though she's got family, she's already got sons. This is how much I'm walking with him. I'm not talking about the establishing of the early church. I'm not talking about being part of the three. I'm not talking about my story of how I went up the Mount of Transfiguration. I'm not talking about the day of Pentecost when I stood with Peter. And 3,000 were added on that day. I'm bragging about that. I'm thinking if I've got a story to tell, that's the story I'm going to tell. And his first words back to the church is, You must be in the light as he is in the light. The very chapter from 1 John 1 is almost a reflection of John's Gospel chapter 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And the world was nothing was formed without Him. And Him was, in Him was life. And that life was the light of men. And the darkness did not recognize it. The battle between walking in the light and walking in the dark, it comes back to again. It is so important to you and I that we start to change. We come in the local house to be changed, to be strengthened, to be aligned, to be equipped, to be, co- to be covered, to be trained, to be sent out, to be salt, light and life. We carry a light. If we carry no light, there is no life. And so we deceive ourselves. Isaiah 60, verse 1 and 2. You can probably all quote it straight off right now. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen on you. See, darkness covers the earth, thick darkness over the peoples, but the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Who's the you? Arise, shine. It's time for me. It's time for you to arise. Oh, we'll say that again because it had so much impact. It's time for each of us to start to arise because God steps us into the light, and as we have that light and life, our lives change. Chris, it's time to arise and shine for your light has come. Tony, your light has come. Mary, your light has come. David, Scott, Sam, your light has come. The glory of the Lord is rising on you. As we lay hold of Him and He lays hold of us, arise you prisoners of hope and move towards the light. As we move towards the light, it's for a reason that His glory would be seen. We are so used to living with no glory, the little bit we kind of think, right, we'll hold on to, we'll brag about that. There is so much that God has installed for all of us as we move towards the light and we have fellowship with Him and He reveals who He truly is and who we truly are. Things change. But if I think He's always talking to someone else, nothing changes. Arise, you prisoners of hope. I don't know about you, but I was moved so much this week. I don't even know, maybe you know the story, maybe you don't know the story. But something grabbed me on the inside. It was like, you know, when somebody puts a hand in and it grabs you on the core. Who heard the story this week of the feral youth of Hyde? Who has heard of the feral youth of Hyde this week? that Hyde is being terrorised by a group of 12 to 16 year olds who were beating people up on the street, who were robbing from the stores, who were causing havoc in Asda, who were beating up the people on the market stalls, that they said the police can do nothing, the security services can do nothing, the local patrollers can do nothing, that the people are running and hiding in fear, that people are already closing their businesses because of these gangs of kids who are running feral in Hyde. Speak tenderly to the tree. Today hide, tomorrow drawls Where people are afraid, people live in fear. What am I going to do? They're smashing my windows, they're pulling out a knife. I'm living in fear and intimidation. If I challenge them, they come back. There has a knock-on effect on my business. All of these things that are taking place. And God said to the dream center, I cannot be responsible for who else God spoke to, but he spoke to us that said, there is no hope for the youth in Tameside until you and I take our position in the spirit and we start to speak tenderly to the tree. And we say, youth, you will have a future. We will bring light into darkness. When they said there is nothing that we can do, the church steps forward and says, but yes, there is. We speak tenderly to it, but to strength to what's behind it. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. A spirit of lawlessness, a spirit that just drives behind, that says, we will not have another lawless generation starting to rise. Amen? Amen. But we start to speak to that tree. So come on, church, stand to your feet. Let's take a minute and start to speak and say, my God, that which is happening. Remember, what is in nine towns? Nine towns in Tameside? The nine times the same side. We say, my God, Father, not just Drolsdon. We have the ability to prevail and hold in prayer. When we prevail in prayer, it means to have influence... So we say, in the spirit realm, as we arise and shine, for the light comes, let's have some influence right now. So come on, church, why don't you agree with me as we start to pray? My God, Father, you started to say that we can speak to a youth. We can speak to a fallen, missed generation. A generation that has no hope. A generation that is fatherless. A generation, Lord God, that sees nothing about being just being led by gangs that father it's being raised by that which is fallen but we pray right now in jesus name we arrest right now in the spirit realm lord god father that which is even being termed a feral generation and we say lord god that which is happening in hide will not be impactful across the other towns lord god of Tameside. side but we pray right now that father there will be a light in the darkness as you start to move you, you start to lay hold of us again Oh my God, Father, spirit move, spirit move as we move into that area right now, Lord God. Lay hold of them, lay hold of them, lay hold of them, Father. Draw them back in, draw them back in, Father God. But start to give us a voice into that situation as we do not sit and hide in our building. But Lord God, I pray you'll give us connections and the ability to see things change in the natural and in the spiritual. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 Okay, guys, just take your seats. We might do things different this morning, who knows? This whole thing, when we say about the power to prevail, is the power to have influence. One of the most amazing stories you will ever read is when you read the life of Samuel, and it says, While Samuel took his position in Israel, the Philistines never once crossed the boundaries. Why? Because when he was in position, nothing kicked on. When the riots broke out in London, I went London, Birmingham, Manchester, it started to hit right across the major cities in the UK about three years ago. Do we remember? And we said, we will address that and say, Manchester will not have his portion. Now, we was late to the party. It started. But as soon as the church, we came together and started to pray. What happened? Do you remember what happened? The Lord sent the rain. The rain started to fall and the people went, I'm not staying out here. They went home. We have the power to hold. But whether it's Pastor Tony's word of the Lord that came to us about the little by little, we need to address something. Address my own situation and address the situation that goes around. You and I together need to break the Oliver Twist mentality of coming to God with a begging bowl. Please, Lord, can I have some more when everything is your portion? Oh, well, I heard this morning that you broke through for for Vizier and Tembe. I broke through that you heard this morning for Sam. What about my needs? The same God can meet you. Oh, but I'm not deserving. I can't approach the throne. I can't do this. Who said you can't? You know who said you can't? You said you can't. His word doesn't say you can't. I must be a reflector of light. Uh, Let me just, can I do science? I'm not very good at science. But can I do science here, just a one-on-one? Just for a little bit, okay? We are described as what? I'll point to it. The church is the... Attached to the... If him is light and no darkness is found in him, then this must automatically reflect light. Because if it's attached to him, and there is no darkness, it has to be built for light. I thought of, Pastor Tony mentioned it last week, so it's his own fault, where we laugh and we joke about Pastor Tony being a bit of a magpie. We say, if it's shiny, he likes it. Have you seen the latest fashion trend at the moment when you drive down the road? Everybody seems to be wearing reflective coats. I can see you Christians, you don't get out after six o'clock, you lock your door just in case, drive down the road, and when you've got your finger on the pulse of the youth culture, as I have, you just see reflective coats everywhere that when a beam of light hits it, they stand out like a sore thumb. Do you stand out like a sore thumb in your environment when all it takes is a flash of light for you to come into position? Mm, all right we'll move on from that one we have to break away from the Oliver twist I'm coming begging saying I've had a little portion surely there can be a little bit more in the pot for me there's more than a little bit in the pot you see we want everything in our instantaneous give it me now mentality would that be fair why should you wait when you can buy now, pay six months. Why should you wait, get your store card today? Why should you wait, get your credit card? Why should, why should you wait, have her now, marry her in six months? Whatever kind of context you want. We've had this thing of, don't even wait to stick it in the oven anymore. I've got two options. It's 45 minutes in the oven. It's three and a half minutes in the microwave. Everything is just speeded up. But in this desire of the little by little, You know what picture I saw with that? A set of scales. On a set of scales, there was a weight where the weight held down and this was empty. And then slowly but surely, the little by little was added to that. And as the little by little starts to get added, the little by little, I stick with it, keep adding, keep adding. Even the old adage, maybe your granddad told you, take care of the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves. Suddenly... What was weighing you down is now outweighed by the little by little that became the much. I start with the little and there will be a momentum shift. But start with something. Amen? In Zechariah 10 and verse 1 it declares this. Ask the Lord for rain in the season of rain. Hello? Ask the Lord for rain in the season of rain. Is this one of them translation issues we've got here? Because asking for rain in the season of rain. Am I asking for me dinner when my dinner's already in front of me what are you saying ask for rain in the season of rain the lord makes the rain clouds and he will give them showers of rain and the crops of the field for everyone god is declaring in this scripture there is a time and a portion to start asking for twice as much as you've ever asked for before It's time to ask for twice as much as you ever asked for before. But we are so used to not even having the bit that should be ours, Oliver. Why should I ask for twice as much? Because I'd be quite happy with a little by little. And God says, I am moving, I am changing. Shall I blow your minds with God's mass? Can a nation be born in a day? yes so if God can move on a nation and change its heart in one day your issue isn't an issue your problem isn't a problem it's my perception that makes the mountain out of the molehill because I don't know who I am believing and I've not become persuaded that he is able But if we move to the light, as he is in the light, and there we have fellowship, he reveals himself, he reveals his heart, he reveals all of his resources of heaven that he has for you and he has for me. My issue is, I don't know that he knows. And when I don't think he knows, I will go back to Egypt to fix it. I will go back to the guru to fix fix my emotional stress. I will deal with my issues of lack. I will deal with whatever. Insert your issue here. The woman with the issue of blood reached out to touch Jesus. You might not have an issue of blood, but every one of you has got an issue. So what's your issue? Once you recognize what that issue is, are you going to reach out and lay hold of him and not let go till something changes? Oh, bless him. And these two shall remain. Seed time and harvest. Do you not love seed time and harvest? Both mean one thing. Work. And these two remain work. I thought you said two. Yeah, work. There is a work on the horizon for us. But as we lay hold of God and ask for rain in the season of rain, in a double portion, God is looking to pour it out to you and to me. Context is different. We know it's speaking about forgiveness. But pressed down and running over is God's heart towards you and to me. He's never looking to give the little bit. The oil, when they look for different vessels, the oil kept pouring and flowing until there was no vessel left to contain it. Press down, running over. Now I've seen some of you in Morrison's at the salad bar. I've seen you at the Morrison Salad Bar getting the smallest box and seeing just how much you can get in it. I'm pressing it in, I'm pushing it down, I'm squashing the boiled egg, I'm sure I can still get. I'm sure I can get a chicken leg in. You bring your own piece of brown parcel tape to get around it. It's all oozing out of the sides. You're trying to squeeze it in a bag because someone told me if it fits in the box, that's all I'm paying for. So I don't care if the lid doesn't close. If I can hold it with two hands, that's what I'm having. No, I've seen you at Morrison's. You think I've not been looking. So you go, "Ah, it's all right, Phil. I don't eat salad. I've seen you at the cinema or at the shop where you go, here's your one pound cup of sweets. How many sweets can you get in there? Have you seen how creative kids can get to try and see how many sweets they can get and get the lid on? I've seen many of the creative kids. It starts with here and works backwards to have the lid. Your portion is more than you can contain. You want to draw everything when it comes to a salad bowl, but when God says, keep pouring it in, press down, running over, well, that'll do. I'll have my portion, shove it in my pocket. So much is at stake for us as we move towards the light and as we changed. Hosea 10 and verse 12 says this sow for yourself righteousness, reap steadfast love. Break up your fallow ground, for it is time to seek the Lord, that he may come and rain righteousness on you. It's time to break up your fallow ground. I said it's time to break up your fallow ground. But you know what I started to look at in fallow ground? I had an understanding of what fallow ground was, until I started to look what's fallow ground. That's the whole thing about assumption. Don't assume anything because it just makes an ass out of you and it makes an ass out of me. When you assume anything, fallow ground is not bad ground. Fallow ground is ground that has been left to rest. Fallow ground is ground that has just been left dormant, waiting to be cleared for seed to be produced. Now, you're all smarter than me. You're all like, well, I did that. I did that in early whatever you did, farming for beginners, I've got my MVQ in farming, a farmer would plant a crop and then the next year not plant on that piece of field but on the next one so that one had time to re-nourish itself because of how much you've been taken out. God says it's time to break up everything in you that has been lying dormant that is ready to receive fresh seed. Take out the weeds, take out everything that would hold it, the thorns, the thistles, remove the stumbling blocks, get rid of the stones, because God is not only looking to sow a seed in you, but to rain down righteousness that salvation can spring up. God is working in and on you. Do you know that we're sat here in big stroke little Draldsdon, how it falls in our history this is farming agricultural land where we have yes and so hard we go oh it's drolsden is so hard break up your fallow ground get ready to deal with the weeds cuz god is ready to rain down righteousness so that salvation can spring up god is looking to turn around tameside he's looking to turn around drolsden as we sow a seed and it meets the rain, as we ask for rain in the season of rain. Righteousness, what is righteousness? Right standing with God, right standing with the devil, right standing with other people, and right standing with yourself, that I don't live being condemned. We prayed this morning in the early morning prayer meeting that my conscience does not condemn me, But that did not make me innocent. But then there's the other side of this. I can have what is classed as a clear conscience. Do you know why? Because I've already seared my conscience with a hot iron, and it doesn't matter what God says. I can still live with a clear conscience. I won't be moved. I won't be changed. I'll do it my way or no way. We have to be changed. We have to move towards him. And as we move towards him and find ourselves in the light, That very thing that we use from John 1 before is the closest call to consecration that you will have. When we see all the way back in the Old Testament, maybe it's Joshua and the guy's ready to cross over into the promised land. Consecrate yourself for tomorrow the Lord will do amazing things amongst you. Right, let's go back to that one statement. Consecrate. Consecrate. So is it his job? Is it my job? Is it Scott's job? Chrisy's job? David's job? Peter's job? It's my job to take responsibility of myself and to choose to walk and remain in the light. No one can force me to be there and no one can walk there for me. You know, there's certain places where I can pay Eric to go and stand in the queue for me. And he stands there all day, I'm waiting for my concert ticket, he's there, he's, got, he's just got his head back on, he's been all giddy this week, Eric's all giddy, Spice Girls are getting back. So he's going to the Spice Girls reunion, and I can go, Eric, I'll, I'll have a ticket, so I send Eric to stand in the queue for me, and on that day I can just replace him, thank you Eric, you had your part, no one can stand for me in my walk, only you can, only, you, only I can do those things. Let me scare you with one tiny thought. Walking in the light is not an option. It's the standard. Walking in the light is what you signed up for. If a man says he walks in the light and continues to sin, he has no part in me. Oh, but let's keep the message nice and easy, Phil. Let's keep it nice and easy and simple for everyone. You know, we all make mistakes. Yes, we make mistakes. The mistake is, I, mi- I made a mistake. I spelt something wrong. I did it. But when I know that stealing from the shop is wrong, I have to stop stealing from the shop. Stop lying. Stop deceiving. Stop sleeping with your neighbour's wife. Stop doing what you shouldn't do because it's the standard that you said you wanted. Yes. If I want life with him, I can't live the way I wanted before. It's no longer an option. Yes. It's the standard. Yes. Newsflash for you. You might not like a news flash, but it is a news flash anyway. Stop waiting for the Holy Ghost to tell you it's wrong. Well, the Holy Ghost didn't convict me this morning and I wasn't struck down by lightning last time I did it. So maybe God understands. Yes, he understands you're wrong and he understands he's right and you shouldn't be doing it. The Holy Ghost has one job. To convict you in the area of sin in relation to Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is the Lamb of the world. That by believing in Him and calling on His name, I will be saved. That is the role of the Holy Ghost. Once I've taken that step and moved towards him, he doesn't tap me on the shoulder saying, Phil, you shouldn't be lying. Phil, you shouldn't be doing that. Phil, turn off channel 974. Phil, you shouldn't be listening to this. Phil, you shouldn't be reading that. I have my renewed spirit man who's meant to be my compass that as I walk according to his word, as I walk in the light, I'm going to stop falling over. Oh God, I... I can't help it. I've been doing it. I've been a Christian now five years, and I keep falling over. Well, maybe I should start to choose to walk in the light, as is He is in the light. Lean not on your own understanding, and in all your ways acknowledge Him. If I acknowledged Him before I do half the things I do, I wouldn't do it. Have you ever heard that statement? You wouldn't, if you wouldn't do it in public, don't do it in private. Have you heard that before? Right. Apply it to your general life. <laughs> Apply it to your general life. Would you want God knowing your browser history? Can I just let you know something? He already does. He's better than Google. He knows every aspect about us, but again, like we keep coming back to, walking in the light is my standard, not an option for me. Now, let me tell you something, because this, the Holy Ghost, dropped the revelation of this into my heart last year, and it messed with me. So I'm going to be good and let it mess with you. Is that alright? Pastor Tony used the scripture last week. Cain and Abel, the story. Cain kills Abel, but God first approaches Cain and turns around and says, Why is your face downcast? If you do, not do, what, if you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But, sin is crouching at the door, but... Sorry, Eric, shout again. It. You must master it. Yeah. Sin is crouching at the door, but you must master it. Yeah. This is God speaking to a man before the cross, before Jesus Christ, before you came into victory and turned around and says, Chris, you've got power over sin. Oh, that went quiet. Oh, you see, we're just all sinners. Yes, we're sinners, but already we have the ability to say no to some things and yes to others. Well, you know, I'm going to let that mess with you for a week. Just sit there before the cross. Does God tell you something that's impossible and so he's there to frustrate you and beat you? Sin is crouching at the door, but you must Master it. There are choices that you will make that you have the power to say yes or no. Yeah. Or oh, couldn't help it. I, I just couldn't help it. We were just alone, was in the room. We'd had half a glass of vino. Or, you know, Love Island was on. And all of a sudden, <laughs> the domino effect knocked down. And I look at what the end result was. And the two of us became Three. There was anywhere in that process I had the ability to say no. Obviously, we're all going quiet, aren't we now? If I choose to walk in in the light, I'll say no to more things than I say yes to. Okay, right. Miserable Phil. Shut your face. Stop blaming the devil for everything you do. It is amazing, saw it last week, Death Row with Trevor McDonough. He's walking around doing the stuff and the amount of people that go, Chris, you went out and you mutilated 74 people. Yes, I woke up one morning and the devil said, you better get your submachine gun and walk through the local precinct and kill everybody. Why is everybody blaming him for every choice that I make? Have you ever heard the old adage? And the adage works like this, very simple. It says that Jesus comes along one day and the devil's crying. And Jesus goes up to him and says, what are you crying for? He said, it's them lot, them lot in there. Them lot in the dream centre. So what do you mean them lot in the dream centre? They blame me for everything. (laughs) Stop blaming somebody else when I am given the power and the ability to walk in the light as he is in the light. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, it didn't say if you're special, if you're super spiritual, if you've been to Bible college, if you've been saved more than five years, you can walk in the light. It says that if I choose to have fellowship with him and say yes to him, I can remain in the light. All right, okay. There was a book out, wasn't there, just, I wouldn't say recently, Fifty Shades of Grey, We've used it as part of our website. It says that 365 days of grey, you choose. You want to live in the grey? You want to live in the shadow? Fine. But do you realise something? That the enemy always wants to keep you in the dark, because when he can keep you in the dark, you will always be a prisoner. But when I bring something into the light... And I tell my secret, even if it's only to him I've revealed it, and I bring it out. You know, I'm no longer captive to it. If I've seen anything over the last few years, have got a little time left. If we have seen anything over the last two years, a couple of years, saying two years, it's probably more than that. There's been more and more people stepping forward and saying, I was abused, I was hurt... I was that. And it's been from celebrity to footballer to everything coming down the line where what people held in shame, an environment has been made for people to come out and say, yeah, that was me. I was in that home. I was this. And, you know, God forbid, you know, the shame that that brings on such a generation. But yet when the church can say, bring into the light and I deal with something... I'm no longer waiting for somebody to pull that trap door, expose me, and see everything fall through. We're saying that we need to break up this fallow ground. Four stages of process. Clear the ground, sow the seed, water the soil, nurture the crop. The missing ingredient in all that is you and me. Yes? The missing ingredient is you and I in the position that we take. In Genesis 2 and verse 5, it says this. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain on the earth, and there was no man to work the ground. He does not send rain because he cannot have a harvest produced until there's somebody ready to deal with the harvest. There is no man to work the ground. Question Pastor Tony, in the first word that he brought to us at the start of the year, is that God had started to declare rapid growth, numerical growth, coming to the Dream Center. What did that do to you? Challenge? Excite? How many of you turned around and said, my God, what do you need from me? Are we expecting when all the growth comes, this guy and this couple are going to take it all on? Or do we say, by now, Eric, you should be a teacher, so we're going to throw five your way, four are coming your way, David. John, you've got ten. For there's captains of five, ten, fifties, hundreds, whatever it is. And 3,000 were added to their number that day. Just read the, the period of Pentecost. And the day of Pentecost had fully come. Again, Pastor Tony covered it. The eleven stand with Peter. He declares the word. And three thousand are added to their number. Where did they meet? And they met from house to house. Right, question. How many were in the first founders of the early church? One hundred and twenty. That meant Chris got thirty-five on Monday morning. Chris got 35, John got 35, Eric got 35. Suddenly, I couldn't wait till everything was in place. The growth came and we rose and we met. So, Chris, I'm going to ask you a question this morning. You like this question, I'm going to ask you a question. No expense spared, it's all on my account. Tomorrow morning, I say to you any colour, any model, any spec, any price. You can have a car. Any car, what's it going to be? Okay. All right. So you know exactly what you want. Andy, come on, you're a car guy. A Jensen Interceptor 3. Tom. We're going good. Come on, Scott. I don't, oh. You get nothing. I, I tell you what, you, you want a polo. Two thousand and three. <laughs> silver with one mirror, because it's <laughs> it's part of your inheritance. It's all coming through. Julie, Julie. Julie. I'm Aston Martin. Wow. So we've got Jag, Aston Martin, Jensen, Mazda, Polo. It's all going through. Now here's one thing, there's only one clause for your one car that you can ever have. It will only ever be the only car you will only own in your life. You will never own another vehicle apart from that one. So if I said to you, the car that was your desire now has to meet every one of your requirements, you're going to take care of it. You're going to make sure it's maintained. You're going to wash it. You're going to make sure it's serviced because it's the only one you're ever going to get. Yes. Will you treat something different when it's the only one you're ever going to get? Because it has a different value. Yeah. Now the chances are you're never going to own one car, but you're saying that was the car, if I could choose tomorrow, that's what I have. But you have one life, one body, one walk and one testimony. That's not necessarily the case. <laughs> one life, one body. The health, how do I treat it? Do I use it? Do I abuse it? One walk and one testimony. That that reflects him is of greater value than your Jensen or your Jag or your Mazda or your Aston Martin. Whatever it is, we miss the value of what he's already given to us. Amen? So we have to learn to use and work our patch let me give you an illustration to finish with I was praying this week and I, I saw this very very vividly in my spirit as I was praying there was a Rubik's Cube Anybody, everybody know what a Rubik's Cube is so I'm not talking strange didn't just get weird I didn't say did anybody see Star Trek Episode 4 of Series 9 it's a Rubik's Cube yes Cap saw the Star Trek Saw the Rubik's Cube, and all I saw was a pair of hands working on the Rubik's Cube. And when you looked, I saw a side of that Rubik's Cube, it was red. It was like, oh, it's completed. And then when it moved away, all the other sides were not in order. And what I felt the Holy Ghost say is, We look and we work with all our efforts to get one thing right. That we neglect the fact that the other five sides don't replicate replicate or represent what it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. So we say, we're strong in the word. We're strong in the presence. We're strong in our worship. But all of the model is not replicating him. I can do whatever, let you into a secret here, back in the day, 80s, when Rubik's Cubes come out, when you were like me and you weren't that smart, you bought the cheap one, you could pull the stickers off (laughs) and put them right when no one was looking and they all thought you were smart, that's for another day, they're just letting you into the secret world, we're in the light now, I've just brought that into the light, you could move it around, But the thing about a Rubik's Cube is this. It doesn't matter how good or talented you are. The Rubik's Cube will only ever be completed when you follow the design pattern. It's a mathematical equation to make a Rubik's Cube work. So many turns one way, a twist the other, a flip the other will cause it all to come into alignment. We cannot build, we cannot change, we will not see this house and body be all that it can be until we follow the blueprints and pattern from heaven. And already, as we said last week, God says, I am starting to release a different rhythm of marching to a different beat. And in that different beat, I will show you and challenge you, not that way, this way. Do it like this, change like that. That which you always thought was the way to do it is the way to be done somewhere different. Because not only do I want you to be carriers of light and life, that light and life must break out of these doors and be seen into the place where the light shines in the darkness. It's no good, this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, if it only works in here. There are lives that are carried outside. So stop asking for boldness. Stop asking for more faith when you don't use the stuff you've got. But I'm challenged by these two thoughts. And with this, we're done, dusted. When we look to march to a different tune to what God is saying, and God starts to demand things of us in our obedience, just imagine being the first person to say, Mary, it's you. You get to carry the ark today. (laughs) And the Jordan is in full flood. Now, we've just had some storms, have we not, over the last couple of months? Have you seen how choppy and bad some of them rivers get? I don't know. You've only looked at the canal. Have you seen a river in full flood? And I say, Mary, partner up with them, because you're carrying the ark, and you are the ones who are going to step straight out into this river in full flood. All going, the knees are going, and I'm thanking God that I get to play the tambourine at the back. Because they've all gone, somebody might have changed their mind. But it turns around and says that even in the height of that environment, which was against everything in the natural, when they stepped in instantly, the river held up. It held up so they could cross on dry land. Lord, when I see that river... When I see the river being held back, then I'll make a step. Walk in the light when I'm in the light. Stop looking for change before you do. Start doing and embrace the change. Jesus, these people have been with us all day now. Well, you better send them home because the chippy's is going to be short in about 25 minutes. And he says, Mary, why don't you feed them? <laughs> Are you having a giraffe, Jesus? that's at least a year's wages to feed this lot what do you have five loaves and three fish now I've seen some of the faces of these guys who stand here when I'm on the table going they ain't enough wine going around this morning more people turned up than we thought here at communion and then disciples going well I've got a fish, you've got a fish we've not even got 12 of us working there's only 8 of us on the task And it went and it carried on and it carried on and it carried on until there was basketfuls that were left at the end of it. Stop looking for the evidence before you move to action. We believe and receive, don't we? So as we're moving towards God, we pray, we come to faith, we move to action, repeat. Pray. Faith, action. Prayer, faith, action. And as we apply those three things, just watch you change, us change, and those change. Because the Lord is declaring to us, ask for rain in the season of rain. And if you will continue to walk in the light, as I am in the light, that light that you carry will become the life of men. And the people of God said, come on let's stand to our feet let's just raise those holy hands just as as we conclude right now little by little a rise shine for your light has come hearts being changed environments being set don't say four more months until the harvest. Get rid of your Oliver Twist mentality and start to lay hold because he loves you just as much as he loves someone else. We are in the season of rain. we are in the season of change that God says, as we sow the seed, He will water because as one sows another waters, but God will bring the increase, and as He brings that increase i 'll be ready 'll we'll be ready, whatever you need of me, Lord I'm going to change I'm going to be a man who will stay and maintain my position in the light as being the standard and as not as the option. I say my God right now in Jesus name that as you change me as you develop me as you equip me Lord God I need to reflect you my God may it be said of every individual that's found in the dream center and it had been noted that they had been with Jesus Lord God I pray that, Lord God, our fellowship with you, that life that we find through walking in the light into the altar, into our worship, into our intimacy, into our revealing, will be the little by little that becomes the much by much. That, Lord God, you've got every need covered. You've got every eventuality covered. But, Father God, I pray that, Lord, as we sow in our land, that we will see in the same year a hundredfold returns. My God, bless every life, touch every heart, cause us to lay hold of you in a way that we've never done before. But my God, I pray and we make this declaration as a house this morning that we will be in the light where you are in the light and we choose to have fellowship with you. Oh my God, we want fellowship with you and we lay hold of the light. And the people of God said, Amen. 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 bless God, for this is my story, this is my song, go and build a testimony, go and build a life, be blessed in Jesus name, help us with the chairs and the toys when you've got a minute, coffee shop's open, have a great week.